The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You're listening to On the Right Road. Get ready to experience extraordinary real-life inspiration and discover valuable tools to help kids find and travel the right road in school and in life. And now, here's your award-winning host, author, singer-songwriter, producer, humanitarian, and founder of Right Road Kids, it's Paula Phillips. Right Road! Hello, everybody, and welcome to On the Right Road. I'm your host, Paula Phillips, and as always, I've got something good and positive and wonderful to say and share with you all this evening. And as you can probably hear, I am sounding like a big-time frog. I have had the craziest case of bronchitis and laryngitis all week, so if I just break into this cough attack in the middle of our show tonight, don't worry one bit because I'm actually okay. I'm feeling so much better. Um, I've been doing everything that I can so that I could be on the air. This this show is just such a labor of love from my heart. Um, but I want you all to know that I'm actually feeling quite well. So if I just cough or something, don't worry. I'm going to keep plowing through as best I can. Um, and I, before we even begin tonight, I want to thank you all so much for your beautiful letters and emails and messages sharing what this show means to you. I mean, gosh, they've just been coming in by the hundreds and thousands, and my heart is so full and grateful for all of you. And just as one very special follow-up to our May 1st show, I received a beautiful message from Jennifer Hopkins from Huma Junior, Junior High in Huma, Louisiana, and she shared, quote, I'm going to be honest. Tonight is the first time I listened to your broadcast, and I was amazed. I swear that you were talking to me. I kept telling my colleagues that I am done, that I can't go on because too many of our students just don't care. Your show tonight has shown me that I haven't tried everything. I need to see if I can connect more to the kids outside the classroom. Thank you. I asked a friend of mine to join me in listening to the next show. Your show has helped me, and I have so many ideas now. Thank you. And I just want to say thank you for your beautiful message, Jennifer. This is what this show, what On the Right Road, is all about. And I'm so grateful for all of the positive input and feedback that all of you around the country continue to share. It just means so much. And Jennifer followed up by letting me know that she actually invited two teacher friends to listen tonight, Andrea Johnson and Melissa Williamson. So welcome to the Right Road family, all three of you. And of course, welcome to all of you listening to On the Right Road right now. I'm just, I'm so blessed that you're all here and I'm so thankful. Tonight... We're going to dive into the theme, Encouraging Summer Reading for Kids. And parents actually might not be aware of this, but during the summer, 
kids can lose up to two months or more of reading achievement. And that can affect everything with learning, especially because so many kids are so far behind as it is with all the pressures of just the curriculum that's going on. So encouraging to read is one of the most important things that parents and teachers can do to support kids' education. And especially nurturing their reading and helping them find the love of reading, even when they don't have to, like over the summer, is just so crucial and important. So grab a pencil, you guys. We're going to share tons of tips and ideas tonight. And as a starting point, in preparation for tonight's show, I've been thinking about my childhood. And I didn't like to read. And I've been thinking about why. And two main reasons popped into my mind in preparing for tonight. The first one was because I didn't have many of my own books. Now, I know that every kid doesn't need to own every one of their books. It's fine to go to the library. But for me, I remember something that was really important to me was being able to dog-ear those pages and jot notes in the corner and highlight things. And when they weren't my own books, I couldn't do that. So that mattered to me. Just something to consider for some kids especially, it might be really important for them that, to have their own books. The second tip or thing that, that really occurred to me was that until I was a junior or senior in high school, no one had told me how wonderful reading is, that I could be transported anywhere and could learn so much about like what's out there in the world, about the possibilities for my life. So be that person. We all need to be that person in a child's life who shares the passion to read over and over again. We can't just assume that kids know how awesome it is. Even if they say, yeah, I love it. We need to keep pumping that in and sharing it at every opportunity that we can. Now, here's the cool thing. The reverse is true for my son. And I know because of my feelings about it when I was a kid, I purposefully made sure to provide those two missing things from my childhood in his life. And it's made a world of difference. He loves to read. And so as I continue to plan for tonight, I asked my son what he thinks parents and teachers can do to help kids want to read over the summer. And I jotted down this because it was so cute. The first thing he said was, Mom, I really don't know because I love to read and I don't need anyone to help me want to, which made this mom's heart like jump for joy. Um, (laughs) But then he thought for a moment and he said that letting kids pick their own books is really important. And I thought, how profound is that? I know we have all our curriculum standards and everything that we need to meet, and we obviously have some required reading. But sometimes there's so much of that that kids don't even have five minutes to pick something that they want to read. So we have to make sure that we're allowing them to let us know what they're interested in. For, for example, for me, when I was a kid, I loved dogs. I always had wanted a dog. And even though my parents, understandably, under the situation, didn't let me have a dog, I read voraciously about it. And I remember that that was something that really mattered to me. So... Now, I usually do my tips, my pollen nuggets at the end, but I want to share a few more at the beginning of the show just to kind of get the the program rolling tonight. 
The first few that I'm going to share from my heart are really for parents. And what I'm thinking, you guys, is actually what may be a really great idea for all of you wonderful Right Road teachers listening is to jot down notes from tonight, not just from my little nuggets, but from everything we're going to share. And then create a fun reading over the summer newsletter that you can send out to all of your students' parents. How cool would that be to connect with them in that way? So here's a few nuggets from my heart. Again, the first few of these are really for parents, but they apply to all of us. First of all, start when your child is a baby. We're talking two, three months. I used to have my my little Micah on my lap when he was two months old and read, read, read to them. Do the fun voices, read together. Even when they're in fifth grade, you can sit down and read a cool book together. This is the number one factor in helping kids learn to love to read. Parents doing it together with their kids on a regular, consistent basis. I think there have been studies shown that that is a fact. So parents, make sure that you're involved in your kid's reading world. Here's another thing that I do for my son. Any books that he's interested in, we find them somehow. Whether it's Barnes & Noble, Scholastic, the dollar store, the library, thrift shops, make time to take your kids anywhere there may be books. Go on book-finding adventures together. Get excited about what they're excited about. Recently, my son just found this love for old sports magazines. We're talking the kind from like 50 years ago, you know, like collector's editions. So we started to just go to thrift shops um, and uh, antique shops. And oh my gosh, he just got on fire for that. So just a fun idea. Have fun with it. Um, Another thing that I let my son do, and I started to do this early on because, again, I wanted him to love reading, was that my husband and I, we let him stay up in bed as long as he wants to read. Every night, even if it's a school night, we create this cozy environment, extra pillows. He's got this cool sit-up pillow with the, the arms. He's got a headlight. We turn off all the lights, and he's got his little headlight. And we let him read as long as he wants to, and never once have we had a problem getting him to sleep or having him goof off, or taking advantage of the privilege, or even him asking to read. He just does it and can't wait to do it. This is definitely something to try, you guys. Now, depending on your child, you might have to start with maybe once or twice a week, because maybe they're going to build a fort and goof around. But think about it. Think how you might be able to incorporate that into your daily life. Another thing, you guys, is to check out, this is for parents and teachers, check out summer reading programs. Barnes & Noble has a wonderful one. Local libraries, teachers, you can plan awesome projects. Even though your kids might be moving into a next grade with a new teacher, a teacher just shared with me that Scholastic has a program where kids can log their minutes. So when students come back in the fall and have logged, Maybe you can have some kind of special surprise, maybe a book of their choice. Maybe you can find sponsors to fund this. And it's a, I think what a great way to stay connected with your kids and help them transition to the next grade and come back and see you before they meet their new teacher. Um, the Pasadena Educational Foundation did something very special this past month, which just I thought of this. They garnered support from local realtors. 
so they could purchase a new book for every one of the Pasadena Unified School District second graders, over 1,400 kids, so they would each have a brand new book to read over the summer. I just found out about this project a couple of days ago and personally sent off a donation to them right away. What a great idea for teachers, schools, and districts, something that a lot of people can really sink their teeth into. A lot of people would donate $5 or $10 for one or two children for a special book for them. So definitely think about building that idea into your school environment, teachers. Um, just, I think there's so many avenues of, of wonderment where you could take that. Um, and, you know, after these tips... You know, I always like to share on the Right Road Teacher listener shout-outs. Um, I want to honor as many of you wonderful teachers as I can who are listening. So each of the teachers whose name and school I mention right now will receive a fun Right Road grab bag of school supplies. We'll get all of the shout-out and giveaway gifts from tonight's show out in the mail to the recipient teachers the week of May 23rd. And now remember... Some of the gifts from our May 1st show will still be going out this coming week. We sent out 106 gifts this past week, but there were still lots more. So those will be going out within the next few days. So if you haven't received your gift yet from May 1st, don't worry, it's still coming. And here's the thing, you guys, this is really important. Since summertime is coming up, starting tonight, we're moving into our summer gift delivery mode. And here's what that means. This is really important. If you're a recipient from tonight's show, you'll need to private message me on our Right Road Kids Facebook page, or you can send me an email at heypaula at rightroadkids.org, your home address. Here's why. So if you hear your name, make sure to do that. Um, and we'll, we'll include that reminder, of course, when we announce the giveaway recipients on our Facebook page, too. But here's why. This has worked so well over the last several summers. We just don't want mail to school to send mail to school over the summers and have it get lost in post offices or school offices over the weeks that schools are closed. So make sure that you message me your home address and we'll get it to your home so you'll have it right away. As always, there will be lots of recipients tonight. So here we go. The uh, teacher shout-outs for this evening. Remember, as I'm sharing all of these, you are not alone. You're a part of this amazing Right Road family, including these wonderful On the Right Road teacher listeners. We've got Ashley Klein from P.H. Miller Elementary School in Plano, Illinois. Amber Gilliam from Swain Middle School in Bryson City, North Carolina. Buffy Miser and Shelley Fletcher and Caitlin Trail from Madison Elementary in Norman, Oklahoma. Lorraine Desjardins, I hope I said your last name right, Lorraine, from Eastern Suffolk, B-O-C-E-S, in Patchigo, New York. Pam Dietz from Brookwood Elementary in Snellville, Georgia. Deb Moser from EVC Middle School in Yakima, Washington. Barbara Lords from Falls Valley Elementary in Idaho Falls, Idaho. Idaho, excuse me. Susan Muir from Deep Run Elementary in Elkridge, Maryland. Jennifer Allison from High Point Academy in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Joy Hollander from Dean Allen Elementary in Las Vegas, Nevada. Audrey Audra Day from Hillsborough Primary School in Hillsborough, Missouri. Eileen Wiltshire from Norview Middle School in Norfolk, Virginia. Eric Lee from Eulen Hitterdahl Elementary in Eulen, Minnesota. Melissa DiDonato from Riverside Elementary in Crestview, Florida. Erica Archer from Bella Vista Elementary in Sierra Vista, Arizona. And Jeff Comstock from Haywood Middle School in Brownsville, Tennessee. He um, let me know a couple of days ago that his dad is not doing well. So if you could keep Jeff 
and his dad and their family in your thoughts and prayers. I know that they would appreciate that so very much. And I've also got the two $50 Scholastic gift certificate recipients from Thursday's Right Road who will be listening this Sunday Facebook post. And those two recipients are Melissa Pierce from Sorrento School in Sorrento, Illinois, and Selena Mattern from Boulder Creek High School in Anthem, Arizona. And remember, if I mention your name tonight, make sure you private message me your home address so we can get your gifts to you. And of course, welcome again to every single one of you listening. I am so thankful and glad you're all here and part of the Right Road family. For all of you teachers listening, I've got the first on the Right Road giveaway tonight. First, for all of our giveaways tonight, remember to include in your Facebook entry comment the code word listening. We don't include that in the Facebook posts. It's because it's a code word. So on every one that you enter tonight, actually write that code word listening. That's your official entry word. So for the first giveaway tonight, I've got 11 awesome brand new book sets. Each set has between four and six books, and each set is valued at between $30 and $50. So there will be 11 teacher recipients, and each one will receive one of the awesome book sets pictured in the giveaway post. To enter, just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Follow those simple entry guidelines in the offer post. It will be open until just after the end of the show, till 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 9.30 Eastern tonight. And we'll announce those 11 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow. Make sure to include that code word listening as part of your comment. And also include what reading level your students are at early learner, primary, intermediate, or teen. And what we'll do is we'll match the book sets up as best possible with the 11 names that are drawn at random. And as always, this is just the first of the wonderful giveaways I'll have throughout the show tonight. So keep that Right Road Kids Facebook page ready to go. And just a a note that if you're not listening live tonight on Sunday, May 15th, the giveaways will, of course, be closed. But we've got fun things daily happening for you all the time on the Right Road. So now, you guys, to help us explore even more wonderful tips and ideas to encourage kids to read over the summer, I have two extraordinary authors with me this evening. My first guest is Paula Yu. Paula is a wonderful children's book author and a TV writer and producer. Her books include 22 Cents, 16 Years and 16 Seconds, and Shining Star. And her TV credits include Defiance and The West Wing. And she is currently writing for Netflix. How cool is that? She's an incredible writing machine. And I'm so excited and honored to welcome Paula Yu to On the Right Road. Welcome, Paula. Hi, uh, the other Paula. <laughs> I know, great name, right? Great parents <laughs> think alike. Hey, I, exactly. I, need to ask you, I need to ask you to start with, Paula. Do you love to read? Yes, um, I definitely love to read. I read all the time. Um, I started reading as soon as I learned the alphabet. I've been a regular reader since, I, since kindergarten, basically. Oh, that is so awesome. Now, here's the interesting thing, one author to another. For me... Like I shared at the beginning, I didn't always like to read. My love of reading came after I truly found the love of writing. Mm. So as a fellow author, do you think the two, reading and writing, can go hand in hand for kids in terms of them finding the joy of it all? Yes, definitely. I mean, for me, reading actually inspired me to become a writer because um, I read Charlotte's Web and Charlotte the Spider in that classic children's book. Uh, she was a writer, 
and that inspired me. I wanted to write, so that pretty much started uh, uh, my dream of wanting to write books for a living, and I was very lucky it happened, but I would definitely say when kids read, when they, find, when they um, are encouraged to read for fun especially, I think it inspires them to come up with their own stories, and I think yes. that people think telling stories or writing <laughs> stories, they think it's more fun, but it's actually very educational because what kids are doing when they write stories, when they read stories, they're actually learning about problem solving because every single story is about a problem that a character has to overcome. You know, yes. it's, it's not just Harry Potter, you know, at Hogwarts, you know, trying to uh, um, become a wizard. It's about him solving a mystery. And yes. that involves critical thinking skills, analysis and deduction. And these are all skills that students can then apply to math, you know, solving word problems or to science classes and so forth. I don't think people realize that reading is fun, but it it really does provide just the most incredibly solid foundation for uh, other types of learning in school. And there's a huge correlation and relationship with that. For everything, really. So I I think parents, uh, uh, just maybe a little key here, and maybe teachers too, that, you know, even if their reading level isn't that high and their spelling isn't that great, if they can start being creative and writing their own stories down, jotting them down, that might spark an interest in reading. Uh, for me, it certainly did. Um, so just that might be a, a fun tip. Now, Paula, here I, I'm almost forklempt here because I've read your books, and I have to say you have a gift. I love them. I love your style. And I, I learned, I'm going to go off a little bit here because I, this kind of is going to lead into something important, but I learned so much both from an inspirational and historical standpoint from reading your books. I feel like your books come full circle in a special way. And I got a sense after reading them that something special happened in my life just because I read them. Oh, wow. And, I'm very touched. Thank you so much. Well, and what I did was I jotted down some main thoughts as I was reading them, not necessarily about the story, but kind of what was overcoming me. I was I felt very emotional reading them. And and what I want to do is share these two main thoughts and then I'm hoping you can kind of share your idea based on what I'm going to share, okay? I don't know if that makes sense, but I think it will. <laughs> okay. So here's here's the first thought that I'm hoping we can expand a little bit on relating to our topic of encouraging summer reading. The first thing I jotted down was reading kids leads to uh, reading leads kids, excuse me, to new ways of looking at and understanding things and the world around them. It opens the gates of possibility of what's out there for their lives. Mm-hmm. Is that like a, it, when you sit down to write, that's what I took from your books. Yeah, Is that a actually, part That that is a great observation. I had never thought of it that way, but um um, just for your audience, uh, the majority of my books, I have one young adult novel uh, with HarperCollins, and the rest of my books are multicultural uh, biographies at the picture book level. So they're for ages uh, six through nine, and um, they're about real-life uh, people who overcame hardship as children to become great historical figures. And yes. um, Yeah, and I, I think that what inspires me is it's always the character's journey. And how do you make that character's journey relatable to everyone? You know, for example, my last book, uh, 22 Cents, Mahabin Yunus and the Village Bank, published by Lee and Lowe Books, um, it was about uh, Mohammed Yunus, who won the 2006 
Nobel Peace Prize because he introduced a concept called microcredit and microbanking in which very poor people who live at the poverty level can apply for a loan because it's very difficult to do that uh, if you don't make a certain income. And he was providing a way for people to break the cycle of poverty by being able to borrow enough money that they could pay back at a reasonable interest rate, you know, to become self-sufficient. Now, yes. how do you make a, a man who was born and raised in Bangladesh, you know, and, and this con- very dry concept of interest rates, it's not right. a very fun topic, and banking. And, and so I thought to myself, Whenever I handle a topic like that, I always have to ask myself, how can I get a little kid living in Kansas or a kid living in L.A., you know, to identify with this person and understand what they went through? And what I found out with that particular book, for example, I think the universal theme was that uh, Muhammad Yunus was taught by his mother to care for others. She taught him compassion and to, you know, always give away food to poor people, you know, to help, you know, he became a Boy Scout because he wanted to help you know, um, build things, you know, as, as a Boy Scout to help poor people. And that sense of um, compassion is something that we need to teach kids, and that's something that gets kids excited. When they read about someone helping someone else to have a better life, that inspires them. So I try to hook, I always try to find a universal theme that kids can relate to. And, and going back to your theme about reading, the reason why reading is important is because kids can see themselves in yes. all different types of characters, whether it's a spider and a pig in Charlotte's Web, you know, or um, uh, Muhammad Yunus, a young man growing up in Bangladesh in, in the worst poverty um, imaginable in his neighborhood, um, they, can, they can look at that person or that character and go, that's me. I learned exactly. and grew from that. And that, and they say too, um, there's a statistic, uh, forgive me, I don't remember um, the actual source, but I remember hearing about it recently. It was on the news. But they said that when you, when you read, um, it makes you more compassionate because you have to, you're, exper- you're living life through someone else's eyes when you read. It's, it's very different than just watching a movie because yes. you have to you know, actively participate when you read. So I hope that answers your question. I kind of talked a lot, kind of rambled, but I hope that No, no, sense. it does. And I have to say that for all of you listening, I know, Paula, that you said your books are, pri- you know, a lot of them are for age six to nine, but I don't think that's true. I personally, as an adult, from your picture books, they're not just picture books. They, they're they like, uh, I would say if I picked one up, it would be like for a second or third grade reading level. But I, as an adult, was just so moved. And, and you just defined it perfectly why I was so moved. I felt like I was right there with the character. And I felt so, I, I just grew from having known that person and read your book. So if you're 55 years old, if you're 82 years old, if you're 27 years old, you will be inspired and empowered by your books, Paula. Oh, well, thank um, you. Um, I, think I, I mean that. Very, well, I'll also say to you just very quickly, when you write children's books, a lot of times you know parents are going to, or parents or teachers are going to be reading them with their children or students. So yes. you try it, you're actually kind of writing for two audiences. And right. the reason why picture books uh, are so beloved for adults. Like years later, when we read a, a, fa- a famous Dr. Seuss picture book, or you know something by um, just just uh, Marie Sendak or something, um, we read it as a child a certain way. But as an adult, we reread it in a different view because now we're grown up. And so I yes. think that that's why picture books are kind of hard to write because you 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 are writing for children, but you're also writing for for the parent for the adult. And so you have to kind of have them both interested in different ways. So that's kind of what you have to do when you write them. 
Well, and, and, and parents, that's the thing. You're not, you don't just have to sit down to read a book with your child. You can be reading it and experiencing it too. And I think that's a cool tip as well, to be that engaged in it where you're taking something from it as well. Mm-hmm. Now, the second, the second thing that hit me like a ton of bricks in a wonderful way as I was reading your books, Paula, here's my thought that popped into my mind and I jotted down. Mm-hmm. Through inspiration, imagination, and exploration, Reading can take our kids to their, they can, it can take our kids, lead our kids to their destined possibilities for their life. And I feel that we need to help kids realize this. I, How do you I feel about that statement? <laughs> <laughs> that's wow. Let me, let me, let, let, let me let that sink in for a minute. Um, no, that, that's another, um, uh, a, a really good observation. Um, thank you. And, and I agree because, again, I think one of the things, again, when kids read is they're reading, they're learning um, stories and they're learning how to view the world through different viewpoints, which helps them come up with their own, I guess if you want to call it a mission statement about how yes. they view the world. Yes. And um, I think, no, I, I just basically agree with what you said. And, um, you know, we, we talked about compassion and just um, I... I, I don't really know what else to say. I think I just agreed with that statement. So, uh-huh. Awesome. Well, let, let's, um, let me ask you this. Two-part question. First, yes. first part, this really hits the crux of what we're talking about tonight. What tips do you have specifically for teachers and maybe just your two or three highlights to encourage kids to read over the summer? Um, you know, I, what I would recommend is... is um, just take them to the library or bring them to the bookstore. Um, a lot of times, it. I also just say that it's important that you ask because a lot of times when I'm, say, at a bookstore, especially I'm at the Grove, I'm at Barnes & Noble, and I'll see parents walking around with their kids saying, what do you want to read? And the kid's a little overwhelmed. They don't know what to read, and they immediately grab, like, a, a Star Wars picture book or something, which is fine. I love Star Wars. Right, but right, right. they're missing all the classic books. They're missing all the, the new books that are coming out by exciting new authors that they might not know. So I would recommend that they do talk to the, uh, the children's book buyer because these people are hired specifically with an expertise in what books are popular right now, what books are acclaimed, what can help kids. And so just by asking for help, that's one thing. Um, The Internet is also a really great source because um, there are a lot of school librarians and teachers that have blogs where they rate and suggest uh, books to read. And I think it's a big thing now, especially because the books I write are multicultural. Um, I write from all different points of view and different uh, races and gender, but multiculturalism is a really big thing now, too, because one of the statistics in children's literature is that less than 10% of books being published right now for children are written by either white authors or about white characters. There's very few books with main characters who are Asian American, African American, Latino, and, and Native American, and so forth. And there's been a big push to have more multicultural books because a lot of times, you know, kids want to be able to see themselves in these books, and there's also been a push for um, multicultural characters that don't necessarily have to deal with themes of racism, because that would be kind of boring. We don't want to always talk about heavy issues, you know, and it's about having positive role models of all different backgrounds that all kids can identify with. So I think that um, parents need to know that that's out there as well for their kids. You know, they don't have to. And that's a really good point, too, is to Google it. 
You know, if you Google, if your child's Asian American, to Google uh, Asian American children's books, that's a really, really good yeah, tip. Ex- exactly. There are so I love many that. sources out there. There's actually a source, too, called the Brown Bookshelf. Um, I don't have the URL on me, but you can probably Google it. But that features um, a lot of essays and lists and recommendations from a group of acclaimed African American children's book authors. And Wonderful. there's so many, just so many references. Uh, things out there, so I would I would just say that, and I just would really emphasize that parents they re- really need to reach their kids because there's a book out there by Jim Trelease. It's a pretty famous bestseller. It's called the Read Aloud Handbook. And one of the things scientists found out is when you read out loud to a child, you're actually sending endorphins to their brain. You're releasing endorphins. You're sending what they call a pleasure message to the child's brain. And so it kind of conditions the kid to realize reading is fun. I want to actually do this outside of the mandatory reading I have to do in the classroom. Oh, I like that. So that's for parents of little kids. The sooner you get them doing that, yes. they'll have greater language comprehension, larger vocabularies, and, and they will... Um, be able to be in the higher achieving section of their class with cognitive skills. I mean, there's, stu- there's so many studies on this, but the most, the most important thing is that reading out loud to your kids teaches them that it's actually fun. It's not homework. Well, and that's something a lot of teachers have said to me recently that they're going to be teaching summer school. So teachers, I mean, even if you have a fifth grade class, you know, maybe just take those 10 minutes to do one of those books where you're reading aloud to the kids. That might, those endorphins and stuff might get going even in the older kids. That's a really good idea. I like that. So so Paula, really quickly, where can people get your books? If they, Uh, you know, what are some of the avenues where they can get your books specifically? Uh, my books specifically, um, they're usually available in bookstores, um, but sometimes you have to order them because like, there's not a lot of space. Like a lot of times, you know, more books keep right. coming. It's like the movies. You, you don't see the same movie in the same theater all year. It's only there for a limited amount of time. So um, I, would, I would say one of the best places to go for the picture books is you can either just go on Amazon or just request it at your local bookstore, or you can go to leeandlow.com. Uh, that is the Lee and Lowe Books website. Um, and they have actually teacher guide and parent reading guides for my books. Great. And um, so that, that would be my best recommendation. Well, and, and her last name is spelled Y-O-O for all of you listening. Again, it's Paula U, Y-O-O, if you want to Google that. So stay with me, Paula, okay? Okay. Um, I'm going to bring one more wonderful author guest on. And before I do that, I have our second giveaway for tonight, everybody. This one is open to all teachers and parents in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road. I've got 10 amazing books, autographed copies donated by our actual author guest this evening. So there will be 10 recipients, and each one will receive one of the wonderful autographed books. To enter, just follow those simple entry guidelines in the offer post. Marcy's going to pop that up on our Facebook page right now. Make sure to include that code word listening as part of your entry comment, even if you did it in the first giveaway. This one will be open until just after the end of the show, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern tonight, and we'll announce those 10 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow Um, and also include what reading level your children or students are at early, primary, intermediate, or teen and what we'll do is we'll match up each book as best possible with the 10 names that are drawn at random so now I'm so excited to introduce my second author guest to you all this evening, his name is Jim Bates, Jim is from our neck of the woods here in Southern California where he grew up skateboarding and in 2000 2002, he became a pro skateboarder. How cool is that? He recently wrote and illustrated his first 
children's book, too, called The Boy Who Skated with Dragons. And he's currently working on his second book. He's totally dedicated to inspiring kids to believe in themselves and follow their dreams. And I'm so happy to welcome Jim Bates to On the Right Road. Welcome, Jim. Thank you, Paula. It's an honor to be here. Uh, And I want to ask you the same first question I asked Paula. Do you love to read? I do enjoy reading. It's when I'm most interested in the topic that I find it's fun and enjoyable to read. When I find something that sparks my interest or that I can relate to, it really helps. So that's the thing that clicks, clicks back to what my son said, too. Make sure that parents and teachers, that you're allowing kids to pick their own books and, and explore things that they like. Now, did you Definitely. like to read when you were a kid, Jim? I did, actually. I think I liked reading more as a kid than I do now. Wow. There was, it was so new to me, and there were so many different books, and it was just a whole new experience. And I was excited, like when my mom would take me to the library I'd get a stack of books and and I'd have to put some back because there's too many <laughs> for me to check out. So well, that's a good problem to have. Oh my gosh! Well, now I know. I know. Obviously, you also love skateboarding. Um, uh, you know how it's like you've tied the two together, reading and skateboarding, and what a cool way to relate to kids in a special way. How did this happen? I mean, what was the inspiration for you to write your book? The Boy Who Skated with Dragons. Well, my inspiration, first and foremost, was to inspire kids to follow their dreams and learn that they can do amazing things with their gifts and talents if they believe in themselves and don't give up. And for me, I became a professional skateboarder because I worked hard to accomplish that goal. And I just want to share that with kids that they can do amazing things, too, with whatever they're passionate about. If they find what's fun and exciting and they share that with their friends and they can learn what what makes them happy and what they want to do in their life and just follow that path, then they can make it happen. And I just want to share that positive message with kids and also incorporate the things that I'm passionate about, which is artwork and writing and skateboarding. So I put them all together into my book. Well, and I want to ask you something really on a personal level here, Jim. And I hope that's okay. I think it is from, you know, when we talked before the show. Yeah, it's I, fine. I know that you have had some obstacles and struggles in your life. You know, Definitely. you've you've struggled with depression and that kind of thing, and that's that's a huge issue, I think, for a lot of kids these days. Yeah, is it that is. is that why it's so important for you to reach out to kids at this point? Do you know, like almost a giving back? Absolutely, I struggled with being shy, and I think that partly led to my depression, just not feeling like I fit in. And I just want to show kids that they're not alone in their struggles. And basically, everyone struggles with something, whether it's depression, shyness, anxiety, something in their life, and they can overcome that. And I think finding what you're passionate about and focusing that energy onto something positive instead of getting stuck in the negative really helps. And if we could show kids that they can find positive outlets for the negative things in their life. They can get through it and still accomplish amazing things. So that's definitely part of my goal with sharing these books with kids. 
Well, and this really ties in perfectly to, to this whole topic tonight because teachers, I know that you're in last on the last program we talked about kids showing apathy. I think part of it might be maybe this depression or th- th- the fact that they're not being heard or they're, they're not understanding what's going on within themselves. And I think, so here's another reason why maybe writing can lead to this. So teachers and parents, if you have kids who you feel aren't passionate about reading, if you can get them to write down something that will help you understand where they're coming from, take that information and find books that relate to that and that child's life. That could open the door for them to start loving reading because it shows that you're listening to them, that you understand where they're at, and that you care about what they're passionate about. I just, I love how this is all tying in tonight. So, Jim, let me ask you, what are some tips? So, I, you guys, you've got to go out and get this book, The Boy Who Skated with Dragons. This is Jim's book, and it's so real and raw just in terms of I think it's really going to touch a lot of kids and and help them know that they're not alone and that they can use their passions and and bring out their passions and by reading it will help them understand that so Jim what are some tips that you have for teachers and parents for you know encouraging and inspiring kids to read over the summer especially well I agree with what Paula said taking them to the library or the bookstore anywhere they can see a variety of books and expose them to the different books that are out there so they can explore and see what sparks their interest. And and also, I think, sharing your favorite books with kids that also may generate interest because usually kids look up to their parents or adults or their friends and what they are interested in, they also become interested in. So definitely sharing and just exposing them to the different kinds of books that are out there, like picture books and even poetry and artwork. And some kids like to just read and use their imagination. So just let them know there's a variety out there. And I think there's a book for everyone so that they can find something that they're interested in and then they'll be excited to read. Awesome. Well, and how can people purchase your book, Jim? My book is available yeah. in my Etsy store online, and it's also at mascotbooks.com, and it can also be found on Amazon. Awesome. So, Jim, what, if you, you know, knowing that there are thousands of wonderful parents and teachers listening tonight, if you had kind of, and, and, and everybody listening, you know, I know that Jim is very mellow. He's Mr. Skateboard, Southern California dude, but I, his heart is a heart of gold and he's got something, just there's something about him that um, I think that kids can really connect to. Jim, if you had one kind of final thought about our topic tonight to kind of share with everybody listening, what would you like to share with them? Just let kids know that they're very important and special, that they have their own unique qualities and they can do amazing things and that you believe in them and support them in anything that they do. And I think if they know that, they can also learn to believe in themselves and build up their confidence and accomplish whatever they dream of. I love it. I love it. Paula, I want to come back to you for a minute and ask, 
You do. I, the reason that I knew about you was because you were doing an assembly program at one of our Right Road schools the same day I was there doing a Right Road program in some of the classrooms. And I, I want to ask you, do you think that bringing in author guests to schools for assemblies and special classroom programs and such is a good way to encourage kids to read? Definitely. I, I really wish um, our... I don't want to get out of soapbox, but our public schools need more funding. They're amazing, and, and I really wish that um, you know more schools had the funds to bring in authors. And um, because I, it's the best way to, it's first of all, it's the best way for authors to reach future readers and teachers and everything, and, and get their books out there. But um, it also really inspires the kids because they actually see a real live human being. Yes. Talking to them about how a book is made, how their stories came to life. You know, maybe I've, I've had friends that are also picture book illustrators that give art lessons and teach Ooh. the kids how to do art. I've had kids brainstorm stories on the spot and try to do, I've done writing workshops with them. And it, it just, just seeing that makes it tangible. And it's no longer this cerebral thing of this is a book. It's a, it's an object. It becomes, human. To the, it, there's a, there's um, a degree of humanity that really comes to life for these kids, and, uh, and then I really do think that it encourages them to read more books, um, not just our books, because we came to visit, but other books as well. I mean, it, it just, it really, it really inspires them. I've actually kept in touch with students who went from being in elementary school, they're now in their 20s, and they're all graduating from college, really smart kids, and it, it's really amazing the kind of effect it has, uh, these types of author visits. I really think it's an, important for schools to try to encourage more authors to visit their schools. And for us authors, it's, it's just really rewarding and very moving because, you know, we write for kids, so sometimes we have to get out of our little writing bat cave <laughs> to, yes. to remember who our audience is. It reminds us, oh, yeah, these are the kids I'm writing for. Well, and, you know, this is sparking something for me. You know how I always think, teachers. I think I'm going to do something coming up maybe over the summer where we do one of our giveaways where we sponsor an author visit at somebody's school because I think this is one of the tickets. I remember when I was doing the classroom program when you were there that day, Paula, Mm -hmm. in that same school, and the kids came back from it and were all talking about reading and writing. So I think this is a ticket. I think this is a key. We've got to figure out how to fund, like you said, author visits and schools. Oh, my gosh. My mind is just... (laughs) <laughs> a flutter with all kinds of awesome ideas. So, Paula, I want to give you the same opportunity I gave Jim. What's kind of the final thought with all of our wonderful Right Road teacher and parent listeners? One final sentence or thought that you'd like to share with all of them from your heart? Um, specifically about reading or just about anything? or <laughs> whatever, whatever you'd like to share. Um, well, first of all, thank you for inviting me on the program, and, and it was also really wonderful to uh, hear from Jim. He has a very moving story, and yes. um, you know, and, and I really want to commend him for everything that he's done. And I did look at his, I did order his book, so it looks. I can't wait Aww. to read it. Uh, it looked great. I love. It was very charming what I saw on, uh, online. Um, but yeah, but I, I think ultimately, I think, um, you know. I guess I guess I would just encourage uh, parents and teachers and children out there. Um, yeah, since we are talking about reading, I, I really do think you should read. I think one thing I would recommend—it's a little off the cuff here—but I would recommend from the heart that you read something you never, you didn't think you would read. I think it's really important for little boy, like for boys, you know, t- uh, teenagers, kids, to read a book about a girl. Read a book from a girl's point of view. 
I think it's really important for girls to read a book that they think is quote-unquote for boys, you know, because that's not really true. These books are universal. There's no reason why boys can't (laughs) read books with female characters or vice versa. Or also, you know, if you're not uh, a a person of color, let's say you're just, um, you know, just a white kid, Read a book with an African American lead character. You'll realize how much you have in common. You know, it, it's one of the ways. I like to that idea. One, one of the, yeah. I think that what I would like to say is that with reading, it really eradicates um, sexism, um, racism, prejudice, discrimination. Because if you read books about people who aren't from your background, like a, a rich kid reading about a poor kid, or vice versa, whatever it is, you know. Right. Right. Um, it just opens your mind and heart and makes you much more compassionate. And I think that that really is a takeaway I hope kids and parents and teachers can encourage everyone to do is read outside your own comfort zone because I like that's that. how you truly open up your eyes to the world. And it gives you so much back because your perspective is just opened in such an amazing way. And like again, like I said, the possibilities for your life open so broadly. So, gosh, I wish we could go on for another hour, five hours. Thank you so much, Paula and Jim, for both being here with me on The Right Road tonight. What blessings you are to so many. I'm just so very grateful. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It means a lot. Oh, you're you're both so welcome. And I want to thank, of course, our wonderful On the Right Road sponsors, Right Road Kids, Right Road Productions, Lori Stenis and her Keller Williams real estate team, Nair and Seatsack. A big reminder to mark your calendars. The next live On the Right Road show will be in three weeks because May has five Sundays. So the next show will be on Sunday, June 5th. We're going to have a huge summer celebration kickoff for teachers. And, of course, we're going to include tons of related gifts and giveaways galore for all of you. Um, I'm here with you live the first and third Sunday of every month during the school year. And this is really important. Over the summer... I'll be doing On the Right Road summer specials like we did last summer that worked out so well. So the three summer On the Right Road shows will be just once a month. The the three dates will be Sunday, June 5th, Sunday, July 17th, and Sunday, August 21st. And then in September, I'll be back with you live every first and third Sunday again. I want to take a minute to announce the recipients of the $50 Barnes & Noble gift cards from yesterday's Right Road Teacher Friend email response drawing. Um, Also, of course, I'm going to draw the 10 book recipients and we'll announce those on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming week. So that uh, the two $50 Barnes & Noble gift card recipients are... Jennifer Swanner from Incarnation Catholic School in Collierville, Tennessee, and Anne-Marie Mayer from Milburn Elementary School in Wadsworth, Illinois. And you know me, I just had to draw one more name. This one's for a $25 Barnes & Noble card. from, or This is for Rochelle Gammon from Southside Elementary in Mebank, Texas. And the recipient of the $30 Barnes & Noble gift card from tonight's pre-show Facebook post is Michelle LaFay from Frost Middle School in Lawrence, Massachusetts. And I got to, of course, thank Lori Stinas and her wonderful uh, Keller Williams real estate team for donating funds to make so many of those special gifts possible. Um, like I said, I did my, my nuggets at the beginning of the show, but I just want to remind you all, as we're looking at summer reading, be that person in a child's life that just extols the wonder 
and the joy and the passion of reading for them. Tell them over and over and over. Rediscover the joy of reading and love of reading yourself. Sit down with a good book. Some of you probably haven't done that for months and months because time is so tight. But make time to do that. And I think that will spill over into our kids' lives as an example. Remember to make time over the summer to take your kids wherever there are books. Go on those uh, book-finding adventures together. I'm telling you, it is, it's like a joy of my son and my life to do that together. It's mommy and Micah time, and I love it so much, and I know that he does too. Also, remember that you're not alone. You have this wonderful Right Road family. Share ideas and tips that work for you and your students and children with other teachers and parents. Take ideas from tonight and others that you have and send them home with that end-of-the-year school year reading tips newsletter to your students' parents and share this program tonight with them. Make sure that your parents, your students' parents are listening to this program tonight. Of course, I'll share the link on our Right Road Kids Facebook page. <coughs> Excuse me, you guys know that I have bronchitis here, but I just am so happy to be with you. And on that note, I've got one more wonderful giveaway for this evening. Remember, we'll announce all the recipients from all of tonight's On the Right Road giveaways on our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow. Remember that if you're a recipient, make sure this is the new thing for our summertime shows, including tonight's show. Make sure to private message us your home contact info on our Right Road Kids Facebook page or email me at Paula at Hey, uh, Paula, hey Paula, H-E-Y Paula at RightRoadKids.org so we can send your gift to you by the end of this month. Again, if you're listening to a replay after Sunday, May 15th, the giveaways for tonight will be closed, but we've got fun stuff happen for you daily on the Right Road. So... Here's the final Super Summer Reading Giveaway for this evening. It's open to all teachers in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now. I have two more $50 Barnes & Noble gift cards so you can purchase books for your students for next school year or for this summer. To enter, just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. The offer post will be posted in just a minute by Marcy. Just follow those simple entry guidelines in the offer post and include that code word LISTENING. Type that code word listening, even if you included it on the other giveaways tonight. That's the key word. This giveaway will be open until just after the end of the show, till 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern tonight. And we'll announce those two recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow. And get this. I've got a bonus giveaway for you all. Our amazing, one of our amazing sponsors, SeatSack. Michelle, my wonderful friend from SeatSack, contacted me. She said, in honor of your summer reading uh, show tonight, she is donating two class gift packs of SeatSack Read and Go gift bags. These things rock. They're things that, te- that kids can take home uh, to carry their books in, but they all, you, you can also use them in so many awesome ways in your class. So they're these, these wonderful canvas, and uh, they're just amazing. So each gift pack has 25 bags. Amazing. So for this giveaway, we didn't even have time to make a Facebook post. It's one of our email giveaways. Email me at heypaula at rightroadkids.org right now. Again, that's H-E-Y Paula at rightroadkids.org. Include just on the right road or seat sack in the subject line and include your school, city, and state in your email message, just like you do on our Facebook post as well. And we'll draw those two names after 7 p.m. tonight and announce them on our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow as well. 
Oh my gosh, I made it through my throat. I didn't have too many coughing attacks here. I just pray that tonight's show has been a blessing beyond measure for you and that it's provided a blast of summer reading inspiration and ideas that you can use to inspire the kids in your life in wonderful ways on the right road. Thank you again to Paula Yu and Jim Bates, my wonderful guests this evening on The Right Road. Thanks to Right Road team member Marcy for being here with me this evening to do all the behind-the-scenes support. Thank you to Justin, my wonderful engineer, and to the whole Voice America team. Thank you all so very much for listening and being part of the Right Road family. Blessings, love, and light to every single one of you from the bottom of my heart. In case you missed any part of this evening's show or would like to share it with friends, this episode will be available to listen to or download for free. And, of course, we'll post that link on our Facebook page and website within the next few days. Also, watch for our Click and Listen giveaway that we'll do on this episode coming up next weekend. Even if you're listening now, of course, you can still click, listen, and enter that giveaway as well. Remember that the next On the Right Road show will be live here on Voice America Empowerment on Sunday, June 5th. In between our On the Right Road broadcasts, you can always connect with us on our Right Road Kids Facebook page and our website at rightroadkids.org. Always remember that you are special, appreciated, and loved. Until next time, Sunday, June 5th, here on Voice America Empowerment, be that daily, positive, bold, empowered inspiration for the kids in your life and live your best, most amazing life on the right road. Let's help our kids have an amazing summer of reading, everybody. Love you all. Thank you for listening to On the Right Road with your host, Paula Phillips. Connect with us anytime at www.rightroadkids.org or at Right Road Kids on Facebook. And we'll catch you again here every first and third Sunday of the month at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Right Road. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.